What is up? We are live. I've been trying to track this young lady down forever, and I'm going to tell you why. She is one of the top branders in the business, but that's not how I met her. I want to welcome Holly Kitchens to our podcast. Holly, I met her back in the day, probably about a year ago. I say back in the day like it was forever ago. It was a year ago. Um, and I met her through my coach, John Kitchens, and we were at an event. And, man, she was slaying. She was organizing, getting stuff done, doing social media stuff on the side. And I didn't know what Holly did. And I was like, man, what's going on here? Well, what I found out was she is a branding expert. So if you're that agent that really needs to get out there and add value to your clients, need to hone your message in right and just nail your business from a marketing and branding standpoint, this is the gal to help you. She's helping me with my business and I'm so excited to have her on my podcast today so we can dive into some of the things that will make you successful as that branded agent. So welcome, Holly. Oh my gosh, Gene. Thank you so much for the kind words and I'm super excited to be on your podcast. And yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll get kicking. We'll get right into it. So kind of tell me what brought you into um, learning about branding in the business and kind of what attracted you to that side of it. So it's so funny because if you were to ask me as a child or tell me as a kid, hey, you're going to be helping other people discover their brand, have their voice. I would have been like, you're freaking crazy because... Um, you know, I grew up in a super small town. So just a little bit of back quick story, just so people understand like the evolution that people are capable of. So I grew up in a super small town, population 1300 in Oklahoma. And literally our library was filled with either history books or fiction books. There's no self-improvement. And honestly, I didn't even know self-improvement or self-growth was even a thing until I became on a team called Jay Kinder Real Estate Experts. So I remember being brand new agent walking into the door and seeing a Tony Robbins book and like, oh my gosh, that's the guy from Shallow Hell. Like that's literally how I knew Tony Robbins. I had no idea who he was. And, you know, all of that kind of played out because I would always play it safe. So, you know, growing up with low-income housing, we didn't have very much. I was associated attention with bullying. So I always learned how to fly under the radar. And it really spilled into adulthood as well because, you know, played it safe. I got into real estate, but I got into a team and I got to hide behind Jay's logo. I got to hide behind Jay's sign, which don't get me wrong. I'm absolutely grateful. Being on Jay's team changed my life. But I loved being that agent that was like not the sign, like the face on the sign, not on the billboards. I love that my phone number wasn't out there um, because I don't know why it's so strange. I just didn't want that attention on me. And I remember they would encourage us on the team too, like, hey, go out and build your sphere, like do your own YouTube channels. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this YouTube thing. And it was like 2011. So it's before really YouTube was YouTube, YouTube. And I had uploaded an open house video of a new construction in a town called Elgin. And I remember like a week later checking it. And there was over 30,000 views on this video. Now, this was before, like I said, you could do ads, you could promote all this stuff. And the natural thing now, like people will be ecstatic. Like you can't even pay for that organic reach. But unfortunately, me back then, I got scared. I not only deleted the video, but I deleted my whole entire YouTube channel because I was like, who's watching? This is so weird. This is bizarre. Like, who are these people? <laughs> so, like, now I'm like, dang, I could have been some famous YouTuber, but here I am not. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling this story because I'm sure a lot of listeners out there have a little bit of self-doubt in their mind. Maybe it's not as dramatic as mine. Maybe you're not going to delete your entire YouTube channel. But, you know, you have that kind of like, well, what if? What if a troll comes on? Or what if I look stupid? Or, you know, whatever the case may be. 
And, you know, from that, um, looking back, it's, it's hysterical now, but it was a lesson learned. And um, back in 2017, I had this little hobby boutique that I had launched. And of course, like any other person that's a professional, what do we do when we want to grow? And collapse time, we hire a coach. So I hired an e-commerce coach. And one question, it was very a 101 question, but it really kind of changed my mindset. And he said, what are you doing different than Amazon? What are you doing different than Target? Because you can go to Target and get a Guns N' Roses shirt for $12. You can go to Amazon and get it in two days. And I was like, that's very true. And I was in an online only boutique and I charged like double, triple than that. So what, why would they buy it from me versus big box retail, right? So that's when I kind of started thinking, I'm like, okay, well, obviously I'm the difference. I'm the difference between Amazon. Amazon doesn't have Holly. Target doesn't have Holly. So how can I create um, a following? How can I create something? Because people buy from people. They don't buy from companies, right? right. Um, at least the loyal ones. So I, um, I went through and started, long story short, shorts. I created a podcast where I interview these musicians because if I'm a music boutique, I'm connected to the music world and all that good stuff. So I um, launched that podcast and that was the start of my branding journey, my podcast journey. So from there, um, it was just kind of like an awakening. It was cool to kind of see like talking to people and not have that scared, you know, it was kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's just an authentic voice I found. I'm not exactly sure. But from that, I started doing more and more of like getting out of my shell, being consistent in my branding, really being intentional with all my content I was putting out. And I think from there, like people started to take notice. Like they're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I want to do a podcast. I always thought about doing podcasts, but I don't know how or stuff like that. So I'm super passionate about helping people find their voice and whatever media it is. So it could be social media. It could be, you know, within a Google search. It could be within podcasting. It could be video. Um, so really, I guess, a long answer to your question, that's how I got into branding. And that's what I'm super passionate about because I'm passionate about helping other people who who are at where I used to be, help them get to where they are, um, you know, working with clients that they appreciate, working with people who are actually receptive to their messaging. And I and I, I've experienced that, and I go back to what you were talking about, just you know, being in front of a lot of people, and, and you know, like with me, my reluctancy even with branding, I've I've been doing real estate a decent amount of time, but I I have this hesitancy hesitancy with talking about me or trying to push my name or just I don't have a problem talking about anybody else or helping them, but for myself, yeah. it's kind of that thing. But the way you positioned it is is not yay, look at me, but teaching, teaching us how to add value as we go. And so what we're putting out there is just value from life's experiences. And that puts a whole nother twist on it. So, um, at that point, when you go into it, I feel like, you know, I feel like the, I'm a lot more motivated to put it out there, but what yeah. would you tell the agent who just, you know, I, and we have several new agents and we kind of attack that in the beginning is, Hey, got to get your name out there. Got to get over the hump. Is there anything certain, is there a certain thing that kind of gets them to, to alleviate that fear and kind of take that route or at least find the best route for them based on their personality? Yeah, hundred percent. So I think one is like understanding what is the fear. So some people like myself, like you're just nervous about the feedback. Maybe someone's going to post a negative comment. Maybe someone's going to make fun of you. Maybe someone's going to say, well, who is she to do this or who is he to do this? And I think from there, one mindset, uh, 
I don't want to say, I guess mindset trick. I don't know how to say it, but one thing that's really helped me kind of put it out there and then not worry about those little naysayers is understanding at the end of those days, at the end of the day, those trolls, those haters or whatever you want to call them, they don't have your best interest at heart. They're miserable. And unfortunately it's sad, but you know, somehow they don't have enough love in their heart to find another way to appreciate someone going through the, the process of growth or the process of establishing themselves. And I think for me is understanding that they're coming from a place of, negativity or hate instead of a place of love. And once you understand that, I just dismiss it all. Cause it's like, okay, somebody might comment and say, LOL, that looks stupid or LOL, like for sure, whatever, or, you know, whatever. I don't know. But understanding it's like, oh, that person doesn't have my best interest at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So I'm really open. I'm open to, uh, to criticism. Don't get me wrong, but I'm open to the criticism that's coming from a place of love. And a lot of times those negative comments and those negative um, input is definitely not coming from a place of love. And if they're not on my best interest at, at heart at the end of the day, why should I even take a second of my day to pay attention to what they're saying? Absolutely. And another thing that I've really picked up from you that's really awesome, and you you have a, a unique vibe about you, and you like some some strong heavy metal type ah, music, <laughs> and you put out awesome playlists and everything. But one thing that you said to me just kind of in one of our consultations is discover who you are, what you like, and start building that in with, with what you do. And that helps with your brand. So like me is Marines, golf, guitars, you know, I, you know, fitness, that stuff. And, and, you're, and you've kind of went down that path, even with your business and your media business. And yeah. so- what I've seen is in doing so you've actually connected with some really decent names just based on your interest alone, even though your business kind of goes in a different direction with what you do. Kind of tell me how that worked. Cause I I think we're all trying to get that notoriety. Sorry. A hundred percent. So I think, you know, when it comes to people are so like, Oh, I got to put my name out as a real estate agent. And I know a lot of people listening to this podcast are going to be real estate agents. So for the sake of our audience, I'm going to say, you real estate agent are out there and you're like, okay, I need to put my name out. The number one mistake a lot of people do is they just shove for sale, just closed, um, under contract. That's all you put into your feed. And to be inter- for people to be interested in you, you have to be interesting. No offense, but if you're not selling my house, I'm probably not going to be very interested to see that you just sold a house. Now, don't get me wrong. We definitely need to post that into our content so people understand, oh, they are active in real estate. But when you pull up your feed, what's the ratio when it comes to all of your real estate just sold, look at me, I'm an awesome agent, to here's who I am as a person? Because as we know, real estate is not who we, uh, not what we, I'm sorry, real estate is not um, who we are, but it's what we do, right? So once you understand that, it's a vessel to um, help people, right? But that's not you at the end of the day. Like you were a person before you were a real estate agent. So who is the foundation of you? And like you had mentioned, you know, golf, Marine, all these things, right? Leadership, coaching, all this stuff that you have associated who you are at your core. How can you implement that strategically into your feed for those who maybe don't know you just yet, or they kind of know you're just getting to know you. They want to know who is Gene, what makes Gene Gene? Because to, in order to create a loyal fan base, you have to be authentic. And that's part of like, you know, when it comes to authenticity, I think is so key because I will say 98% of my personal close circle friends, they don't listen to rock and roll. They don't listen to metal. They don't listen to any of that stuff. And they're like, girl, I don't understand it, but they appreciate that I'm real and I'm not trying to like put cowboy boots on and be like them. Right. 
So I think that's just part of a mutual respect. When you really start embodying who you are and what makes you unique and putting it out there, I think that allows you to build trust and build relationships so much quicker than if all you're doing is shoving down, I just sold this house down people's throats. Absolutely. And so one thing, and and I know I want to be respectful of your time, but this is the most important thing I wanted to get to this podcast on is, is sizzle media. Yeah. So agents like me, we're going out there and, you know, I kind of know what my message wants to be and I have an idea of where I want to go, but I don't necessarily have all the, all the who's that I need to solidify the plan, get everything looking the way it needs to on media, all those things. And so you and I are partnering to do that, which I'm extremely excited about. Tell me a little bit about Sizzle Media and kind of how that came about. Yeah. So Sizzle Media is literally, I guess if you were to say, what is it? It's a, to me, it's an, it's a branding and authority agency. So what we specialize in is taking you and amplifying your message, getting it out there strategically and really being intentional with our posting. Cause a lot of people they're like, yeah, I do, you know, not a lot of people, but there's some services out there that are like, yeah, we do social media handi- handling and all they do is put out a bunch of quotes or they do, oh, it all looks the same. And to really stand out, you obviously can't look the exact same as somebody else. So a lot of these services, they have a lot of the lookalikes, they all, you know, they copy and paste, whatever. And you can totally start telling that you're like, oh yeah, they use that service or use that whatever. So at the end of the day, you have to be focused on what makes you unique and you have to understand. So it's going through there. We help you identify your categories. Like you had said, you know, what makes you unique? What makes people want to tune into Gene? What makes people want to lean in? Like what are those lean in moments and how do we keep producing those lean in moments over and over again? And intentionally, right? Because obviously we all know once you start putting out that material, you're going to start attracting people who naturally gravitate towards your personality. I mean, I don't know anybody that wants to work with somebody that's unpleasant to work with. And unfortunately, that's what happens. You'll start, if you don't do it intentionally, you'll start attracting some people that maybe you don't enjoy working with them and vice versa. Maybe they don't like working with you just because of personality clashes and so on and so forth. But then when you start doing that, you start to build that tribe following. You start to be consistent. And it doesn't happen overnight. But whenever you're consistent and you're always uh, posting, you know, like these podcasts that you're doing, right? You tell so much value to real estate agents. But how are we going to get that value out to other people to consume? How do they know that the Gene podcast like, even exists, right? The real estate Gene podcast exists. So it's going through there intentionally. So we take your content. We, we, we do all kinds of things. But um, one thing that I'm super passionate about is like repurposing your content so that you can go through because people are so like, oh, I've got to do this. I've got to make this life. But we have so much content already that we can repurpose it in, in a way that people consume it differently at different times. So going through there and helping people do that, going through there and creating where like your your show notes and your podcast will show up in a Google search because there's some SEO behind it. Going through and posting out those snippets that you know, highlight the best of this episode and people want to tune into it more. I'm like, dang, I want to know how to do this. I need to watch that episode. So going through there and understanding those, the sizzles, you know, making your content sizzle and being intentional about it. So like, that's one way that we help. Another way we help is going to be publishing. So uh, my partner, Tracy Cousineau, my business partner, she is a book publisher. She's got certifications in it. So like, that's her wheelhouse. So we help you with book publishing as well and writing your own book. Um, me personally, that's always been a goal for my, for me to write a book. 
But one, I don't know where the heck to start to like grammar is definitely not my thing. That's why I love podcasts because you just talk. Um, but we help with book publishing. We help with authority positioning. So it could be cool things like your story stickers that you have set up. Um, or it could be, you know, getting on stages, helping with notoriety, getting featured in media. Um, so yeah, we're literally an agency that helps amplify you as a person. And, you know, I, I think when it comes to real estate, so many people are so focused on, um, sharing the franchise or the broker that they're with. And don't get me wrong. I'm with personally with EXP. I love EXP, but I'm not EXP. I'm Holly Kitchens. So, you know, that's a question I have for those listening in is, are you amplifying your franchise and your brokerage brokerage more than you are amplifying yourself? How are you standing out from the next KW agent? Or how are you standing out to the next Caldwell Banker or whatever, whatever uh, team you're with how are you standing out more so than the next agent that's at the same place as you? And I think a lot of people are so, they get so into it and they're so like, hurrah for EXP or hurrah for KW or hurrah for whoever, that they lose sight of, wait a minute, I need to tell people about me. And that's what we do. We kind of help amplify that. And, and that's the thing. When I said I'm excited, it's kind of, you know, if you have a visionary personality, I see what I want. But so often we don't get the chance to implement or even finish something that we want, even though it's probably a great idea and a great vision, but you just don't have the right people to help you take that and put it into motion. Um, so that's the, the most exciting thing about, about you guys that, that I see is just, man, it's going to be cool to be able to do that. And you guys take all that and put it, put it in, in, the, in the right direction. So if you're watching this, check me out in about a month or so, and you're, still, you're going to start seeing my, my social media game step up. I mean, it's not me. It's Holly Kitchens. But, but it won't be you, right? Because it'll be me. It'll be your content because we're not going right. to be like, I'm not going to be taking over your Instagram. They're going to be your <laughs> No, no. I just mean it. It'll, it'll look you, prettier. 100%. We're going to help you amplify, you know, and show up show up as Gene and show up as the best version of Gene that can be out there on all the channels, social media, you know, um, media in general, Google, all that other thing, all the other things, because um, I think it's just super important to understand that like, instead of just posting, because I mean, I've been there where I'm like, Oh, I haven't posted in a week. Let me just throw up some stupid. And it's like, well, and then no one really engages with it. You're just kind of, it's off brand it's being super intentional and showing up every day and letting those people understand who you are and really getting to know you. Absolutely. All right. Last question. I'm going to let you go. Yes. It's a fun one. So you, you get on a lot of cool people's podcasts and vice yeah. versa. Yeah. So what's the coolest one you've been on and or done? So as far as like guests go, man, for, I guess I would say my coolest experience for having someone on my podcast was their eye blind. And it was probably because I remember as a kid, I, me and my sister, we put our money there. We had like a few bucks, like literally like less than $5. I can't even remember the amount. But we would go into, at the time, it's called Hastings. So it was kind of like a record, your local record store. This is obviously before Spotify, before Apple Music. You would go in and buy the cassette and hope that they sounded good because you don't even know who they are. <laughs> you have right. no way of listening to them. <laughs> so me and my sister are digging through this cassette bin tape. And like I had mentioned earlier, you know, I grew up in low-income housing. Like we, I was a single, I, I was a fourth kid to with a single parent. No support from dad or anything like that. So you can imagine like Christmases or spars, like literally our Christmas time was tax return time because that's when my mom would get a refund. Like that's how, that sounds, that sounds crazy, but just to set the tune. So we're digging through this bin and my sister pulls out a cassette by a band called Third Eye Blind. Never heard of the band at all. 
But I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like they're kind of cute. They have this little like bad boy vibe. Let's like, you know, let's, let's do it. So we agreed. And we literally, it was like one of those demo tapes, like that shows like three or four songs, just kind of give you a taste of their music. We played that until like the cassette ribbon broke that I know that this is going to age me, but like the cassette ribbon, those who listened to cassette tapes back in the day, it was a tragic day when that ribbon broke because RIP, <laughs> you will not listen to that again. So I just remember going from that person, that little girl, scrambling our pennies together to get this demo tape to fast forward in 2019, getting bypassing the VIP line, getting escorted by their manager to go upstairs to the green room to do an interview with one of the band members, interviewing Chris, um, going up there and saying, Hey, like come to the after show. I want you to talk to my guy about our podcast that we're about to launch and give tips and stuff like that. I'm like, um, yes, pinch me. Is this real? So going to the concert, going to the after show. And then at the end of the night, it's like, Hey, let's all go to this little, this little pizza bar area. That's like right by the venue. And then um, the the bartender at the end of the night was like, oh, my gosh, I loved you guys growing up. Like, I love it. I'm going to buy a shot for you for all the band members. So they give all the band members a shot. And then Chris was like, oh, no, no, no. We need one more shot because Holly's with the band, too. So, like, I took a shot as a band member at the end of the night. So I guess that's probably, like, my coolest, like, exciting story just to think about everything coming full circle and understanding, like, when you start thinking about, you know, who – no one's unreachable, especially in this day and age. There's so much technology. You can email, you can Facebook message, you can Instagram message, whatever. You can reach and connect with these people. And I think that that's like what my favorite part, like I'm super passionate about podcasting um, just because of that. So like to think for everyone listening in, ask yourself, like, who's your third eye blind? Who's your dream client? Who's that one person that might change your life or maybe a super cool experience? Your podcast is like your VIP ticket to those people. Because I can bet you $1,000 if I was to approach Third Eye Blind and say, hi, I really love your music. I've listened to it since a kid. I put all my money and saved up money for it. I just want to meet you guys. Uh, Do you think I would have got response? No, because like, yeah, me and the rest of the other (laughs) hundreds of millions of fans or whatever that are fans of of theirs. But it's all about positioning. It's all about authority. It's all about, you know, the way that you approach people. And again, that's something that we help with with Sizzle Media because it's all in the approach and the way you do it. But yeah, that's my favorite. I guess that's my favorite story. <laughs> I, I love that story. And, and and like you said, the biggest part is not is if you understand how to approach folks, you kind of you kind of the world's your oyster. So you guys being able to do that and help people is huge. So 100%. Well, cool. Well, Holly, I'm going to let you go. I know you're busy. Um, Listen, if you've got a chance, follow this podcast, share it. We're going to put Holly's information below for Sizzle Media. If you're an agent that needs your brand to explode, then then you're in the right place. Um, and man, what a blessing. Thank you for coming. Thank you for joining us and, and adding so much value. Thanks so much, Ian. I appreciate it. All right. See ya. Bye.